Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. shared an article on George R. R. Martin and he set himself a uh, a deadline. Yes, indeed. Uh had you had you seen this before? No, the I had I had not. New Zealand Airlines um posted a video that is quintessentially Kiwi uh wherein they invite him to New Zealand to finish his next book because we all need it. <laughs> I just don't. I don't understand the incentive for him going there. I mean, I guess. I guess most people, I would be like, oh no, they're going to spend all their time out exploring and doing things outside. But I guess for him, it'd be like, no, he probably mm-hmm. would just hole up. He, oh, he definitely would. What oh, if they, he definitely would. What if they gave him Hobbiton? Did, haven't we discussed this that he wasn't as big a fan of the Hobbits as one might expect? Yeah, but it would be like. But I'm thinking, you know, he's he's just kind of. In the middle, he's a little bit on display, so he feels like he really has to be working. Mm. And he just lives in... It's a relatively small space. You know, he can't get up to too much. It's probably not internet there. <laughs> you don't think that Bilbo had some good Wi-Fi? <laughs> he's got sick fiber, I think. Oh, is he really into fiber? Wow. Oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, he, he cared about... Internet. He cared about the, the cat level of his cords. Oh, my God. He was... Probably 5e, though, given that it was <laughs> 2000. Yeah, yeah, but he, he, was, he was interested for sure. Another thing, petitions circulating the internet here to get Benioff and Weiss off of Star Wars Trilogy. I assume that you haven't signed this, but would you think about it? I'm fine with it. I mean, yes, but no. I mean, I mean in a way, this is exactly what... I don't know what limitations they have. In terms of what the what they've been written, what they've been told, they're allowed to write. Yeah, I'm like seriously thinking about it. I guess to me, okay, here's the thing: is I would rather see any Star Wars movie than no Star Wars movie. Oh, for for certain. Like I would rather have. I would obviously rather have one, two, and three than have never revisited the world of Star Wars. <laughs> I think people need to say that more frequently. <laughs> I would rather have... <laughs> like, here are your options. You either get one, two, and three, or George Lucas just, like, goes down with it. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> so, I guess, circling back to this, I would rather have Benny and Weiss direct it than what I assume the alternative is, which is either, like, endless rewrites such that nothing ever comes out, <laughs> or... Like, they just don't, we just don't get more Star Wars. Oh, no. I don't want that. I don't want that. More Star Wars, please. Absolutely. Real quick, before we get to baseball, let's check in on the NBA. Finals are set. You got it. Uh, yeah. I mean, Toronto won. You they got did it. it faster than you might have expected. Okay, sure. That is, that is true. Proud of Toronto. 
you know what? We're forward-looking people. Let's do this. There's two games. We're going to go week by week here. There's two games before we talk again. It. Okay. Is it going to be 2-0 or 1-1? Oh, just those two options. It's not even... Okay, I see. Wow. It's going to be 2-0. Is it going to be... Uh, I'll box you in now. Is it going to be the Warriors or the Raptors? It's going to be the Warriors. In Toronto. Unbelievable. I'm going to go 1-1 because I think the Raptors can take one. Okay. But if it's 2-0 Raptors, you win. I'm giving you the box here. <laughs> no, you know what? I, the more that you say it, um, just keep on thinking about Kawhi. I know. Could he get one game? And would these would this be the one game that he gets? He's because you're I right. So. He's not going to get one in. I right. If you bo- if you totally box me in, I think it's Warriors in five. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think that if you were to run this out, it would be like five point oh eight. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. In some some world where we can Monte Carlo this a million would times. have it. Yeah, five point oh eight games. Required. I think you're right. All right, this week on the pod, we are doing fake trades as we approach the trade deadline. In the first half, I'm going to present trades for Eric. In the second half, he's going to present trades for me. We will each pick a side from the other person's trades, and then we're going to evaluate them at the end of the year and see how we did. So here we go. All right, we had a little assignment uh, offline this week, which was to develop five fake trades each that we would present live right now and let the other person pick a side. We, the only rule that we had is that we had said that we needed to develop some sort of tool or that we would have to present arguments for both sides. We had to make fair trades, present an argument for both sides so that the other person could pick. So I think I, I tried pretty hard. I divided mine into two here, some that I okay. made economic arguments and some that I made PCA-based arguments. <laughs> I like it. Well, I was just thinking about, like, what's a tool that I have kicking around? And then I was thinking, because I, I actually went into this thinking very um, team construction. And so I, before I even looked at players, I thought about, okay, what things might I be trading for? And I came up with stolen bases for saves, home runs for runs, average for home runs, and then I came wanted to do one set of win speculation and then a straight-up prospect swap. A wins speculation? Yep, wins okay. speculation. You'll, you'll, ident- you'll suss these out pretty quickly when I talk about them, who I was going for. So I started with that framework, and then I looked at the ones that I thought would be economic arguments, which is stolen bases for saves and a prospect swap. Because we don't really have a great picture of what the, what the, how to predict those categories, but we can make sort of economic arguments for how valuable they might be for your team, if that Absolutely. makes sense. Okay. All right. So let me give you the first one. And I think this is going to be the most challenging one to evaluate. This is my vision for stolen bases for saves. Matt Barnes for Kevin Kiermeyer. I gave you two extremely middling guys <laughs> but this is a trade you could get, conceivably get offered right i'd rather have matt barnes interesting just uh, going by the old gut there i think i think this is sort of a gut one and i i i, I think it's a really fair trade i think if you were in a place where you're like man i need stolen bases and there just are not that many guys available kevin kiermeyer's got nine stolen bases on the year already which is like 
probably four more than I thought he was going to get this year. If we're being honest. I mean, Kevin Kiermaier, I feel like I've had Kevin Kiermaier a bunch of times. And if you look at games played, I think is the most concerning piece. Because on a per game basis, he is... He's pretty good. But then again, at the same time, you know, Matt Barnes, how many games is he going to play in the role that he's going to play in? I don't know. But he's 29 years old, and last year he played 88 games. year before that, he played 98 games. year before that, 105. I mean, he averaged, three-year average of 97 games. We're already at 48. Do you already have half of his contribution this year? I think that's a valid question. Second trade. Okay. Prospect swap rough prospect swap this is all about where you think these guys are going hard to predict austin meadows for fran mil reyes meadows is scorching hot yeah you want to you want to list off what the stats are currently austin meadows in 131 at bats he has 11 home runs 20 runs 30 rbis a 351 average and six stolen bases Fran Mil Reyes in 166 at bats has 15 home runs, 23 runs, 27 RBIs, a 253 average, and zero stolen bases. I think the question to me here is how much you think Austin Meadows is overperforming, because they both were graded similarly as prospects coming up. I mean, on on pace of 45 home runs for Fran Mil Reyes, seems like he's not going to get there. Yeah, but, I mean, Meadows is also on pace for 45 home runs in a, if he played a full season, right? Well, okay, right. He's, I mean, <laughs> Austin but Meadows. Meadows that's, but the thing is, is Framel Reyes, like, that's it. Um, Austin Meadows on pace for 35 home runs, 20 stolen bases. Right, so, I but mean, he spent time down. The thing is, is if he were to, right. If he were to back off that average, but still somehow get you the home runs and stolen bases, I'm just looking at this as like five categories. At least one of them is going to die off. I'll take Meadows. I think I probably would take Meadows. Um, I'm fine with that. Mostly I- because I knew his name before I got into the season. I didn't really know Framil Reyes, which is not a good sign for me as a fantasy analyst, maybe, but like at least more. All right. PCA-based arguments. I built a model to try and and disentangle some of the underlying metrics. So now I looked at I looked at one pitching, one hitting, or uh, two hitting, one pitching. Sorry, and looked at guys that looked similar on the surface, but I think that you can get a reasonable trade-off out of them. All right. So this is sort of my home runs versus runs vision here. Andrew Benintendi for Tommy Pham. Benintendi this year, and they basically have the same number of at-bats, 195. Benintendi's got five home runs, 26 runs, 22 RBIs, 256 average, and seven stolen bases. Tommy Pham has eight home runs, 23 runs, 26 RBIs, 294 average, and six stolen bases. I would take... Just give me Tommy Pham. You knew I was going to take Tommy Pham. Yeah, that's that's why I threw it. Um, So Tommy Pham's numbers are pretty... I think pretty inarguably better. Um, ben Intendi is still struggling to reach the level that I think people might have hoped that he would get to. Um, but I would still be willing to make that trade for two reasons. One, Tommy Pham's injury risks. And mm-hmm. two, I 
the underlying numbers do like Benintendi and suggest he's on a better team. They suggest that he can turn it around. All right, fair enough. I don't. I don't. I don't, I, I don't disagree with that. I do like. I mean, yeah, Tommy Fam. If when he disappears, he disappears. Yeah, that's that's what worries me. All right, catcher for catcher, Wilson Contreras for Gary Sanchez. The PCA model suggests that this is pretty much even if you are talking about swapping average for home runs. That's actually kind of surprising. Um, I mean, because in the back of my head, it's Wilson Contreras by a mile, but I'm still probably um, hitting Gary Sanchez for last year. Gary Sanchez has so much home run power. (laughs) Absolutely. He does. I, I know, I, but a lot of whiff potential. He could have, what is he at right now? 265, which I'm trying to look at what, it, what is it? Oof, three-year average of 253. So let's just assume yeah. he's going to lose 10 points. Last year was 186. Injuries, sure. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to fight you either way. I, think, I do not think that Contreras can maintain a 312 average. Uh, I mean, Contreras love, lovers love him. I I understand. So that's why I think if you were holding Gary, if you were holding Contreras, and somebody else had Gary Sanchez, I mean, this is one where I would I might expect there to be a slight sweetener on the Sanchez side, maybe. But I think Probably. you could make an argument for this straight up. But it sounds like you're going to take Contreras. I'm going to take Contreras. Yeah. Oof, this guy. This guy I don't care about Contreras. Contreras. I don't care about catchers. All right. Last one. I have a pitching blockbuster, which is where I was trying to I was trying to pick guys that would the that the PCA model suggested that their the upside in wins and and strikeouts would even out, if that makes sense. Okay. So yeah. one side of it's like wins and strikeouts for wins and strikeouts, and I wanted to let it kind of fluctuate a little bit. All right, Jake Odorizzi and Robbie Ray for Jake Arrieta and Shane Bieber. I also thought it was a nice overperformer underperformer uh, dichotomy. Shane Bieber, what are Shane Bieber's numbers right now? All right, Shane Bieber right now, 63 innings pitched. He's got a 3.11 ERA, a 1.06 WHIP, three wins, and 79 Ks. So is he the best player on this? Uh, depends what you depends right what your now. argument is. Oda Rizzi is at a two point one ERA and zero point nine nine WHIP. It is it is wild. So I I mean I sort of because I, I was kicking around like well what if it was like Jake Oda Rizzi for Shane Bieber I'm like oh that's like there's not enough give and take in there to make that trade. I think Bieber ends the year as the best player in this. Wow. Okay. And you want the best player in your trade? Yeah, but when I say that, all I'm thinking about is ERA, WHIP, and and um, K's. I think that he's going to be the one who wins the most. You know, head to head against those other three of sure. the four. Sure. He ends with the highest roto of those three categories. But what wins? I don't know. Odorizzi could watch him get to 22 wins. Hope you're all enjoying our pie pod. Here's me making a promise I definitely can't keep. I have a hot take. 
I don't think I'm going to read the next book until I'm sure that the one after it's going to come out. I, that's not going to happen. You're so full of it. But I, mm, I don't want to read it and then have it be like, no, it's not. It's a lot of book. It's a it lot, is of, a lot book of book. That's for, fair enough. For potentially enough. no payoff. Potentially. Yeah. Potentially it's just not enough different. <laughs> he said that it's different. It's going to be different, but... I've got some trades for you. This part of this um, part of the idea for this episode came out of I was getting text messages because one of one of our listeners is uh, dangerously close to the end of his season, and uh, he has Jose Ramirez, who I've said many things about, and I feel even more strongly right now. But you know that's not where, where we're at. I man. Okay, go ahead. Present the trade. <laughs> so, here's the trade. He got sent a couple of really bad ones. Uh, this one I thought was interesting. Oh, man. Jose Ramirez okay. for Corey Seager and Miguel Sano. And all just to make sure that it's even on our just kind of the way that we're going to score this, I'm going to add a replacement player with uh, Jose Ramirez. This one is so. Oh, man. This is a single season league, right? Single season, yep. Okay. Single season league. Single season league, if you are looking for the way to shake up your team, this this is a monster shake up. <laughs> this is a huge shake up. So Corey Seeger is sitting at thirty three runs, five home runs, twenty six RBIs, two thirty eight. The problem is every one stolen oh, base. Everyone base. everyone is underperforming on this list. I know. That's what's so interesting about it. It's like, well, who do you who do you want? Miguel Sano isn't actually he's not really underperforming yeah. because he's at yeah. eleven runs, five home runs, yeah. uh, nine RBI, two twenty nine average, which is probably him. That's thirty five at bats because he's only been he's only been back for two weeks basically. I mean, this is. I I think he can do that. Because I think he can maintain this pace because, as much as you hate to admit it, the Twins lineup is doing bizarrely well. So he's actually fairly protected. Mm. I I think that the pitching is fake as fake can get. Yes. Especially Jake Odorizzi. Oh, yeah. I think that yeah. the offense is legit. And that's been the thing that they've actually done really well the last three years. And now they have like a smart manager who's going to be able to play a little bit to the matchups and stuff and it's shown and yeah. uh polanco doesn't have the needle in his butt this year so he's uh actually playing i mean it is a potent offense and i've thought that it's a potent offense so miguel snow coming into this situation without mauer taking up a spot oh, i in know their, in their li- I know. lineup is perfect so he can play it first third dh I don't know. I mean, I would. I think I would take. I don't like Jose Ramirez. He's batting under two hundred right now. I. I mean, everyone. Twelve is go- stolen bases, sure. But everyone I mean, is going up. All three of these guys, their stock is going nowhere but up. So the question to me is, how high do you think Jose Ramirez's stake goes? I. Oh, this is so tough. I would. I would sit on Ramirez. I think. You'd stay with Ramirez? Yeah. All right. Because if he reverts to the mean, if he reverts to the mean, oh, my it's, gosh, yeah. he's going to have huge. I mean, he's at a 
batting average of 200 right now. Last that, year he batted that 300. That said, that lineup, I mean, that lineup is terrible. It's not the lineup that it was a year ago. Yeah, a, exactly. A exactly. So Lindor. Maybe, maybe this is what he, I mean, I hate to say it, but maybe a slightly reduced version is what he really looks like. And he was overperforming all of last year. I like both sides of this. I mean, you I, can, do I don't think you can. The problem is, is I, I'd say you can't go wrong, but one of these sides is going to be wrong. <laughs> no, one of these sides is going to be very wrong. I just, if, if you do catch the Ramirez regression to the mean, that is going to be invaluable. Yeah. All right. Next trade is a great one for your team. And you knew that this guy was going to come up. Joey Votto for Willie Adames. I don't have to trade because I own both of them. You own both of them. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, okay, several things. They have the exact same number of home runs, average, and stolen bases. This is, I should have said, I did the clustering on this. And, unfortunately, they're both in the... A really bad cluster, which has a lot of players that sh- sh- should be assigned, aka pitchers. <laughs> and then I was like looking, and I was like, "Oh, okay, let me query out players that actually like play." And I was like, "Oh, Willie Adamas. I think I know who owns that guy." Willie Adamas. And the thing is, is that Adamas has done it in twenty less at bats <laughs> than like ten percent, ten percent fewer at bats this year. Because he's um, batting eighth. I would love. I mean, I've I, I have Adamus as a prospect, like a long term prospect, because I think that there is something there, but the the Rays are doing nothing good with that. This, uh, so you think this year? Um, if I'm stuck to this year, I really, I I have to take Votto on this side. I have to. I have to believe that there's a regression to the mean somewhere in there. All right, next one. This is sort of an interesting one. This was not... So I used the clustering on the last one to see who was close to who. This one did not. Um, just looked at this player, Mike Miner, and then just went down the list and said, down <laughs> the current rankings, who is the next guy? Who is the guy that came into this season with high expectations? So I came down on Blake Snell. I'm having a hard time figuring out where on this list Blake Snell is underperforming what you think. Like, where in his stats. I mean, his stats are pretty fair. It's amazing what a little, like a half step back is going to do. So, And it's also a sign of what people are ahead of him that probably going to fall out by the end of the year. Let's look at Mike Miner, 70 and two-thirds innings. Five wins, seventy-two Ks, two fifty-five, one thirteen. That's pretty darn good. Um, I mean, obviously, obviously, he doesn't end anywhere near that on ERA or WHIP. And he's player essentially sixty. Blake Snell, player essentially one hundred, fifty-five innings, three wins, seventy-eight Ks, three oh seven, one oh one. So part of it is how many innings he's played, which, you know, happens. I, I, I really think this is who Blake Snell is, 
but I just think that Mike Miner is overperforming so much that you have to take Snell and ride it out. But it could be one of those years where Mike Miner just does this to the end Certainly. of the year, a la Charlie Morton, who is the original guy. I was like, <laughs> I was trying to decide between Charlie Morton and Mike Miner. That's a very fair one. Right, because Mike Miner could do a Charlie Morton impression and just do this for the whole rest of the year. So you're taking Blake Snell. I'm taking Snell, though. Oof. Listen to So let's just... You are taking all established guys over... Yes, I am. ...current performers. Wow. That... It's my MO, apparently. Well, let's test me on this one. <laughs> all right, so this is the... This is a good one. All right, next one. We've got Rafael Devers, who... I benched for a week and then just had an astounding week. That's all he needed. Um, that's all he needed. He's been playing pretty well, but he had had <laughs> a poor week two weeks ago, so I sent him. But Rafael Devers for Mr. Uh, Ronnie the Bear Acuna. Who are you taking? I'm taking Devers. No. Wow, he's just... He's just immediate. He's on it immediately. Wow! I don't mind having Acuna. This is what's pretty pretty cool about this exercise. Is like I don't mind having Mike Miner. I wouldn't mind I having Blake Snell. No, I I probably would mind having Joey Votto because I kind of wanted the Willie Adamas, but it was only <laughs> it's like really hard to figure out a fair trade on that. Yeah, yeah. But Rafael Devers. I um I think that I mean. I think that Devers has not reached the height of his powers, and so it's hard to it's he's hard it's hard to evaluate him still. Yeah, Devers two oh two, thirty-eight runs, seven home runs, thirty-one RBIs, seven stolen bases, three twenty-seven average. That's surprising that his home run total is that that low and his stolen base total is that high. But if you you were to say fourteen combined home run stolen bases i right. would not be surprised right that 327 is if that if he stays above 300 i'll be shocked acuna <laughs> 202 at bats 35 runs 11 home runs five stolen bases 277 average yeah oof i got acuna in this one this only good, share of acuna i have it's a good trade though we'll see okay last one um, Kirby Yates for Kenley Jansen. On the surface, 15 saves for 20 saves. Yates has the 20 saves. You probably want Jansen for the pedigree, but Jansen only has 32 Ks and Yates is 44, which is totally insane. That's it's wild. I mean, the reason so the reason why I had these two players was that I looked at Kirby Yates and he was putting up a uh, Kenley Jansen 2017 yeah. season. In which he had 68 innings, 41 saves, 5 wins, 109 Ks, 132, 0.75 ERA and whip. And Kirby Yates, like, he's on on pace this year for uh, 72 innings, 60 saves. I don't think he's no. going to get there. Uh, 132 Ks, 112, 9.96. But, I mean, come on. So you, you want to have Kirby Yates? I think Kirby Yates is doing what I thought Trinan would do this year, 
but I have like Kirby Yates for a long time, so I'm definitely taking him. This is going to be hard. This is going to be the big one where it's. Um, so we've said that we're going to figure out some econometric, use our econometrics to uh, tell us who won these different these trades. But like this is going to be the big one that's that's really difficult to determine. Yep. I think that about brings us to the review session. Willie Calhoun? Yeah, that one didn't work. No. <laughs> Got one game of him. So we pulled an audible. We'll talk a little bit about Willie Calhoun, but let's talk about Nomar Mazzara. Watching this game and talking about fielding first, it was so stark to watch a ball get thrown back into the infield from the outfield because Mazzara can really throw, but no one else really seems to be able to like chew yeah. the pence. No. No. <laughs> it's not a very good outfield. I like Mazzara, actually. He's pretty good. I like him. I mean, he's still he's 24, which is a thing. He looks good on a baseball diamond as well. Mazzara's having one of those early career Jason Hayward trajectories. There's so much hype that you completely forget that he's just 24. I had that same thing. I was like, ooh, this looks a lot like Jason Hayward. Looks a lot like Jason Hayward. And the guy that I also want to put him that he reminds me of, Judge. But, I I mean, I don't think that he's going to get there. But if he's somewhere between Jason Hayward and Judge, he's going to be a wealthy man. (laughs) Right now he's at 46 games, 178 at-bats, 25 runs, 6 home runs, 25 RBI, 1 stolen base, 253 batting average, uh, 3-year average, which is essentially his career. 140 games a season, 520 at-bats, 61 runs, 20 home runs, 81 RBI, 258 average, one stolen base. I mean, the thing, it, home runs seem down. I mean, I would. he's hit 20 home runs every single year, and he's on pace for 19. So I guess it's going to go up. <laughs> sure. I mean, not a monstrous amount. Mazzara coming up, he's a good prospect with a lot of power, though. Yeah, and I'm surprised that he's not. And, yeah, I guess he's he is probably going to be, at best, a 260 hitter. Yeah, I totally agree on that front. And I feel like he's an even runs and RBIs guy. Not going to steal any bases. I really thought this was going to be his breakout year. But it doesn't look like it's going to be his breakout year. I think he's going to be useful. Because, um, man, when I was watching, he just stroked a couple doubles in the game and it was like this guy's good (laughs) yeah i think if he slaps a little more like tries for a few more doubles instead of home runs then we'd actually have a good player on our hands did you see have you seen kepler since we talked about him 12 for 21 batting average up to 281 and that's what we were saying we're like some i mean he could get back to 280 kind of average that's what we want him to be one week He's on fire. I do think that we shouldn't get sucked in, though, because Kepler is killer for one week out of every month. All right, who are we doing this week? Um, okay, this guy came up. I'm facing him. Michael Brantley. All right, Michael Brantley's been on my mental list. I'm excited. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. 
feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left for you is we're still left. We're still left to you too.